Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's the weekend, so it must be time for your weekly <laughs> dose of Newsworthy. Y'all know who I am, and uh, the guy next to me, uh, he, he does the writing stuff. He's, he's the, the, the more important one. Jeremy Lambert, how you doing? Not that important, but thank you. I'm okay. How are you, Joel? You're very loud. I feel like you've been up for five hours, and you're just uh, yelling at everybody. So uh, you're, you're in rare form, I feel like, today. Pot of coffee for the working man. That's what it is. We'll talk about Stone Cold today on the show. Uh, no, I'm okay. I, I'm literally packing up my office as we speak and moving, and it's been a crazy, crazy week. So I'm trying to be high energy because it's the only way I can be as I start to lose my voice or at least try to wake up from it. Are you ready to get through this whole newsworthy thing we do every single week? We're not getting through it, Joel. We're having fun here. We're... We are, but we get through it in the ways that we do our show. Sure, sure. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through it now. Okay, <laughs> Joel, what's wrong? Do you want to, do you want to talk is, about things? Do you want to let things out here? There is nothing wrong. There actually is nothing wrong. I'm gonna shrink my, my head and say there's nothing wrong. Do you need a go. hug, Joel? Do you need, do you need a hug? Come here, Joel. I would like the hug. Thank you. That's so hug. sweet. There you go, Joel. That's nice. Five news stories on the board. Some you saw. Some you didn't. Some are literally the length of a small Tolkien novel. Are we ready to go? (laughs) Yes, let's do this. Uh, Number five, and I put it here because I want to start off hot. And I was telling Jeremy off the air that that's uh, something I'd like to do more of for this video. So people want to stick around and and watch a little bit more. Uh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan has never scissored Shad Khan. Thinks he would love it. Jeremy, do you remember that uh, that song by the Nitty Gritty Dirtbag band called uh, Fishing in the Dark? No. Never you heard me of go fishing in the dark. Did, did, never did, did, did. heard of this band. Never heard of this song. This sounds like something the wife would like. I don't no, know. No, it's but... definitely it's more of a country song. Um, oh. But who can ever forget the uh, the con experience? You and me go scissoring in the dark. <laughs> Tony Khan talking to W E E I in Boston. As I have something in my eye, talk to me about this interview, Jeremy. Uh, the interview was, there wasn't too much to it. Uh, it's a bunch of generic stuff and whatever. He, he was there also talking football and, and soccer as well. So it wasn't like full wrestling stuff, but the guys were, were wrestling fans and, uh, at least one of them was, and you know, he just asked like, Oh, the acclaimed, they're a big deal nowadays. And he just said, have you ever scissored with your dad? And, you know, as, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're like, wait a second, huh? What if you're a wrestling fan? You get it. You know, you get the scissoring. And, you know, Tony, I thought Tony had a fun response. Like, haven't done it, but I feel like he would love it. Like, he loves the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. And he loves AEW. And I was like, ah, oh, this is easy headline fodder. Like, there ain't really too much to the story. But this is where it, the you, you pick a line. You turn that into a headline. And you watch the engagement roll in and you watch the, the people react to it and everything. And that's basically all this was. Like, I was hey, we, we like to have fun around here. And this is an easy one to have fun with. It was so much fun engagement. If you go and look at the <laughs> quote tweets or you look at any, literally any of the engagement, any of the comments, uh, you'll laugh at probably about 95% of them. It's good stuff. Uh, do you think Shai Khan for his birthday got one of those big foam scissor hands? If if we don't see Shad at the the Jaguars game on on Sunday, I assume they play on Sunday. Maybe they have bye week. Uh, if we don't see him at the Jags game, like scissoring and stuff, then what are what are we even doing 
around here. Like how have the Jags not like just started scissoring is like part of the celebration. The synergy. Yeah. The synergy here. We've got to, because you know, if you do this, Tony's got to drop a hint to whoever does the games. Let's say it's like Fox. Let's say it's Aikman. I'm sure Aikman is way too big to do Jags games, but Tony's got to drop a hint of like, Hey, this is, this is what it is. And then, so you see Trevor Lawrence, I can't name you a single other player on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is scissoring with all his teammates and stuff. And then Aikman is like, oh, the scissoring, that's from AEW Dynamite with the acclaimed Watch Dynamite every Wednesday, 8 o'clock, TBS. You Get the plugs out there. Come on. Come on, yeah, Tony. And then, and then the NFL finds the team for an inappropriate celebration, and here we are Fuck again. the NFL with their stupid <laughs> rules. Oh, that's good stuff. I love it. Uh, we don't have stupid rules here at Fightful Overbook, so go ahead and uh, leave a thumbs up while you're at it. Number four. Scissor a thumbs up. There you go. Can you do that? I guess, I mean, kind of. Yeah, it's a very, oh, 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 that's how you do it. Okay. I was, I was on, Joel. Thumbs up. I'll show you some positions. Jesus Christ. We're already <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Number four. Mrs. Joel probably very happy. Yeah. She'll learn a thing or two, right? Uh, <laughs> let me try this. Number four. Steve Austin recalls passing on high tech shoe deal because he was waiting on Nike. Now he wasn't waiting on a high tech shoe deal he was with the company high tech h-i-t-e-c just for clarification uh stone cold steve austin was on complex's sneaker shopping someone i did not expect to see on this show but actually yeah, it was a lot either. of fun it was actually a really <laughs> really interesting video uh talk to me about stone cold and his uh, his sneaker game yeah i was very stunned to see uh that austin was part of this and they asked them you know you don't think of steve austin as a shoe guy because he was just black trunks kind of kind of guy black trunks black boots and even like in his everyday like when they showed the photo it just seemed like he wore just like generic basic sneakers whatever apparently a little bit of a sneaker head steve austin so they're shopping they, the guy just asked him like hey was there ever a shoe deal that was like on the table or anything and it was with high tech the the company that did like his black boots and everything he even says like yeah, i still wear that shit today like i really like them and his agent told him now let's hold out for Nike. Like Nike's going to come a call in any day now. And even Austin, like now looking back, he's like, the fuck is Nike going to make like a working man, uh, whoop ass shoe for like, they're, they're not doing that. They're not making a shoe for stone cold, Steve Austin. And they were not making a shoe for stone cold, Steve Austin. And he never got the, the Nike shoe deal. And he unfortunately passed on the high tech shoe deal. I'd never heard this story before. I found it interesting because, you know, nowadays, like, the shoe game is a big thing in wrestling, right? The the young bucks got shoe deals and stuff and other companies have, or other wrestlers have like shoe deals or talk about their shoes and things like that. Back then you didn't hear about it too much, but what you did hear about was just like all the crossover when it came to just wrestling and Steve Austin and like pop culture and uh, entertainment and just and fashion and things like that. Like Austin was everywhere like any type of piece of merchandise he's on nascar cars tv tv covers like all this different stuff like austin was wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write. 
so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everywhere. So it would make sense that like, hey, why, why couldn't you get a shoe deal out of this? Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting story. He also talked about like uh, Damian Lillard has like a Steve Austin shoe as well. Um, and a lot of Damian Lillard also has, he did a custom like Brothers of Destruction shoe too. Damian Lillard is a big wrestling fan. He dressed as Stone Cold for like Halloween uh, pregame one year. LeBron, big wrestling fan. Um, big, a lot of basketball players are just big wrestling fans. So he was asked about that and talked about like LeBron being at Raw that one night and stuff. So I thought that was, that was cool to me as a, a basketball wrestling easy crossover type thing. LeBron James with his, uh, with his flip camera phone. Back yeah. in 2003, my favorite. Okay, so hypothetically, if Stone Cold got the Nike deal, nowadays his shoe would have been called like the Broken Skull 316 somethings. Yeah, sure. What would he have called them back in like 99? Would they have been called like the Can of Whoop Ass? I don't know if he could have gotten away with that. Just probably, just probably like the Austins, like the Austin Ones. Something like that. The Austin 316s. Like oh, just, the Austin. Like, that would have been it. The 316s. Yeah, the three six. Yeah, something like that. Like that. That's probably what the Stone Cold 316s. Like that's probably what they would have just. Because I can't imagine Stone Cold was doing like, you know, fifteen different shoes on this line or anything. It was probably just like a one-off. Hey, get your get your Stone Cold 316s, and that's it. You got that one guy who's just like. What about the Austin 300s? Where can I get those? Where are the Austin 2s? What, what is this? Anyway, <laughs> that's just what I think someone would do. Let's move on. Speaking of stuff someone would do, Jeremy, for some reason, you wrote an entire novel this week about Nick Aldis, and his, he explains his decision to move on from the NWA. He responds to Billy Corgan's comments. Uh, so he was on Sam, Not Sam Wrestling, was Billy Corgan. Uh, there was a lot of... Or sorry, not... He was on Not Sam Wrestling. Nick Aldis was. My brain is completely fried after that whole muting incident that we've since edited out. <laughs> my brain hurts, Jeremy. And, and my brain sorry. hurts reading this entire transcription. Well, yeah, it's a lot. Nick Aldis is currently more important in the NWA conversation than the pay-per-view that is literally happening tonight as this goes up. Yes talk please okay so look nick aldis said a lot billy corgan earlier in the week i didn't i didn't send that but that was a thing too he billy corgan was on busted open radio i'm not getting into the aldis corgan nwa stuff we addressed it a little bit on the spotlight go watch that uh if you really care about my thoughts i don't know why it doesn't really matter all that much it's the nwa they're going straight up the middle who really cares the reason i i I picked this though is <clears throat> largely this is where i give the the news writing advice for everybody for the people who we need we need like a flash graphic put that in editing joel pearl flash graphic jeremy lambert news writing advice yeah that's what that's what we need to do um, when when tim edits this video <laughs> he will do it when I yeah. edit this video, you get exactly what you get. 
Now, from, from now on, I'm going to start doing that little that little sound. In post-editing, we're going to have the flash graphic pop up. So if you don't see the graphic on this video, everybody, just know Joel Pearl, yell at him. He is being lazy, and he needs to add the graphic to the video. Okay, yell at Joel Pearl. All right, so news writing advice. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of like quotes you can pick from interviews, right? Like all the this is an hour and a half interview that all this did with Sam Roberts. Um, so you you can easily just like pick and choose quotes of like let's get five stories out of this Nick Aldis thing, like just the NWA stuff. Nick Aldis explains why he posted the thing when he did. Nick Aldis explains where things went wrong with the NWA. Nick Aldis explains what his contract situation with the NWA, whatever. My head, the headlines there are very generic. Uh, but you could do like a bunch of stories on just this one interview. And I didn't want to do that just like I didn't want to do it with the Billy Corgan thing because I don't feel people should have to click multiple articles to read everything that all ties in together. You know what I mean? Like uh, other sites will do that. Other writers will do that. And I don't think that makes sense because this is the story. Nick Aldis is leaving the NWA. This is a big deal. You want to tell the entire story. When it comes to that and the same thing with Billy Corgan of busted open, it could have been like Billy Corgan addresses this Billy Corgan addresses that. And it could have been like three articles at least off of that one transcript, which is like 2,300 words. And this one was even longer. Uh, So it could have been multiple, multiple articles. I didn't want to do that because I don't think that's fair to the overall story and the painting, the picture of this story. Is it a lot to read? Yes. It's a ton to read, but I think Readers deserve to know the entire story right then and there instead of waiting because, you know, we try to space things out. Otherwise, you're putting five Nick Aldis articles back to back to back to back, essentially just for clicks, because if I spaced it out day by day or doubled up day, uh, you know, do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, whatever, you're still having to wait for the information. And then other sites by that point, they're going to do their own work and they're going to, you know, they're going to put it out there anyway. It's like, no, here's your one-stop shop. Get the entire story. This is everything he said about it. This is what you need to know about this. Because it's a big story. I mean, NWA, wherever they are at the totem pole, that's where they're at. But as far as NWA, this is the biggest possible story in NWA. It's the guy who's been involved since the very beginning, the guy who's held the title for over a thousand days announcing he's leaving so it's a it's a huge story in the nwa world and yeah that's why i decided instead of hey here's 10 articles here's one article here's everything you need to know this is everything that's addressed so that's again news writing advice for for anybody is could you do multiple articles and stuff yes i think it's a disservice to readers to do it like that i think readers deserve to just read the entire story and if they want to complain that why the fuck is it so long well you got it all right there. Yeah, I don't see a reason to complain. Nah, I understand. Complain. You know, I know. And I and I understand. It is a lot to read, but like it's it's not like it's impossible. It's not like it's not like uh, Nick Aldis is so eloquent that you can't follow what he's trying to say. He's it's very easy to understand. It's very good comprehension. Whatever you can do it, I can do it. We all can do it. Um, so you mentioned that the Aldis situation is the biggest thing going on in NWA, and really it is. Uh, And it's unfortunate because, like I said, they have a pay-per-view on Saturday nights. Meanwhile, the world champion isn't 
the headlines that the champion is making is not even about the pay-per-view itself. It's about feelings about women's wrestling. That's what's getting out there. So realistically, there is no interest in this pay-per-view because every piece of news coming out is about everything not related to the pay-per-view. I didn't know what the main event was. Like I've written a few Trevor Murdoch articles today because or this week because he said a lot of shit. Um, and most of it hasn't been good. Uh, yeah, so I've written a couple and I was like, who is Murdoch even facing at this pay-per-view? And I had to look it up and I was like, oh, that's the main event. It's Cardona and Tyrus for people who know and care. And I was like, I could not remember at all. But that that's what it is. I don't know any other match that's on this card. Like, I'm sure there are a million titles on the line because it seems like they've got a million titles. I don't know who any of the champions are. I don't know who they're facing. I don't know a single other match on this card. And I only know the main event because I had to look it up and write about it. And I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was. You want to know the irony of ironies? If you were to ask me another match on the card, the match on the card that I know is Camille defending her women's championship in a three-way against Kylan King and Chelsea Green. Oh, sure. And like, that and that's a match that like I, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy because Camille's come a long way. We're not going to talk about like the the wrestling itself, but my point being is like for all the conversation about women's wrestling and whether it draws for me personally, I'm like yeah, I can name those two matches. I can name the main event and the women's title match because the women's title match has some uh, some familiar and known faces to wrestling fans. So something to think about. But either way, the Nick Aldis story breaking this week really by accident to start because he had posted you know, accidentally on his, uh, on his free Instagram, instead of his uh, paid subscription Instagram of his intentions to leave the NWA. And that's how it all kicked off. And that's one hell of a way to start a story. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been a, it's been a week for the NWA and, you know, they'll, they'll get through this. They'll continue to power on. Yeah, I got it. Will they keep the power on? Uh, anyway, oh, let's, let's move on to number two. Michael Cole says the WWE has been a great change of scenery the past couple of months. Uh, Michael Cole appearing on his best friend Pat McAfee's show. Uh, I noticed that Pat has now changed his setup. He is now in a high school gymnasium oh, and man, has he's, everything. He's full, yeah, he's got full on shit there. Like good on Pat McAfee. That man's living the life. Absolutely. So Michael Cole, before having trouble sinking a putt, uh, is talking about his time and how WWE has changed since uh, Vince McMahon has left the position of CEO. Talk to me about uh, McAfee and his bestie, Michael Cole. Uh, it's cool to see Michael Cole on, on the, the McAfee show. It's good to I haven't listened to Pat's show too much lately because I don't listen to anything typically unless it's for like news and, and writing purposes. And McAfee just hasn't had a lot of WWE people on. So I haven't, I haven't really listened. Um, but yeah, Michael Cole was there and it was cool to see them reunited because they were always great on SmackDown. And it was just a generic little how things been going type of thing. And Cole was just like, no, it's, it's different. Like the change of scenery is, it's been good. It's been, you know, everyone's in a positive move, a positive mood. And, you know, I worked for Vince for 25 years. That's all I really know. And now we're doing things a little bit differently. And I think the, the consensus is Michael Cole has seen like the biggest boost under the new regime because he's out here dropping PWG knowledge and shit on the middle of SmackDown because he can say these words now. So 
it, it was cool to just hear Cole, who doesn't do a ton of interviews and, and has always been not sheltered, but has always been like the WWE style and everything. It, it was cool to just hear him give a little comment on this. He also talked about like the, the threat in Saudi Arabia, how they were safe. They got assurances from everything. Uh, yeah, it was cool to see Cole and McAfee back together. What was the main thing? here the the main takeaway for me is that seeing them back together was nice and you know we don't know when McAfee's coming back Cole said like they're hoping January that's when college football season ends it's January so hopefully we'll get McAfee back at at some point McAfee's great like I I do miss him on commentary I do too and I'm trying to like in my brain figure out where does McAfee fit back in the fold because Barrett's doing a great job with Michael Cole like let's be honest about that uh you, you know where I'd put Pat McAfee I'd saddle him every Tuesday night with Vic Joseph on NXT. Mm-hmm. And not because I don't like Pat McAfee, but because I really. Wow, that's not nice. Looking at you, reality of wrestling. <laughs> that's not nice. Why would I'm you not a nice person. I would do, there are many things that I would do to Booker T that involve him not working with, uh, with commentary. Jeremy this doesn't Lambert. sound good at all. That sounded wrong, but at the same time, I said yeah. that doesn't involve him working with commentary. So uh, clearly, my intentions are to pull him from commentary and mm-hmm. get him away from commentary and get him mm-hmm. away from a microphone unless he's cutting a promo. This doesn't sound good. Why are you so mean to Booker T, Joel Pearl? Five time. Five time. Booker five time. Great. It's great. You're a hater. Okay, let's move on. Number one, I love this interview. Conan O'Brien recalls The Rock using his line at the WWE Royal Rumble 2000. So, Conan was on Howard Stern. I'm a big Conan O'Brien fan. Uh, I usually catch up on Howard Stern with uh, various, you know, YouTube clips and things like that. Uh, and, and all the Conan stuff that they released on the on the channel has been really, really fun stuff. Uh, he's a, he's an SNL alum. He's a Simpsons guy, a Simpsons writer. Uh, has his own shows. Obviously, he talks about movies he's appeared in. This Conan article about the WWE, uh, I didn't, I didn't know about this, and and I think this the story itself about uh, one of his former writers uh, moving on to WWE was really interesting. Talk to me. Uh yeah. So I just I found this clip on YouTube, just searching around, and I didn't know about this either. I thought it was interesting. I just saw like Conan O'Brien rock same headline. I was like, well, that seems like something easy to write about. Is Conan O'Brien who is my favorite like late night talk show host. I don't watch the late night game anymore. I don't know. I don't even know if Conan still has a show to be honest with you. No, he packed it up. It's done. Okay. It's done. I don't blame him. Um, I don't like, but like when all that stuff was big, the late night wars and the Leno fallout and everything, when all of that happened, like I loved Conan when he was in the 11, I guess 1130 spot or the 1230 spot. And then he got the, the tonight show and everything and then he had to go to the TBS, but the, the last week of the Tonight Show, uh, which where he's blowing all NBC's money, all that shit's great. Uh, so I love Conan. I, I think he's fantastic. And so to hear him uh, or to see him on Howard Stern, I haven't watched a full interview, but I saw like, hey, Conan O'Brien, he's talking about The Rock. I was like, well, again, easy story. You got two big names here t- and it's a story about it. And I listened to it and he the line is so a former writer of Conan's who Conan praises is like, yeah, did ever he just went straight to the military because they were talking about like Conan went to like Harvard or some shit, right? And and Howard Stern, go ahead. Yeah, no, so so the setup was Stern talking about how Conan went to Harvard and how yeah. he's like amazed at like how smart Conan must be, yada yada. And Conan's like, 
playing it down and saying that some of yeah. the best people he worked with are people who didn't even go past like high school. And he talks about Tani Blaja, who uh, was in the military. So go, go ahead. Right. And then he's like, yeah, this, this guy, he was creative genius, like comedy genius, everything like, you know, other people leave and they go, they go on to maybe write for Letterman or they go on to write for their own sitcom and stuff. Now he left and he went to go write for WWE. And this was 2000 when like WWE was kind of like just getting writers and stuff in there. Uh, so he, he comes in, or he talk he tells a story and the, the writer is in WWE and he calls Conan. He's like, Hey, watch the, watch the show on Sunday. This is Royal Rumble 2000. And Conan, I, I guess he, according to, to Conan, like he would yell at the writer. He would do this big, like personality, not yell at them, yell at them, but do like an over the top personality when he wanted to like have fun with the writers and yell at them. He'd tell them, Oh, why don't you have a glass of shut the hell up juice or shut up juice. Uh, and Tommy was like, hey, watch the show on Sunday. And The Rock is telling Michael Cole, like, have a glass of shut up juice. Like, and Cohen's like, oh, that's a nod to me and stuff. And then they see the signs and stuff. I thought it was a very, yeah, just a very fun story that you wouldn't hear from like elsewhere. Like it's nothing I'd heard before and it's tying Conan and The Rock together, which is pretty big. But my, I take umbrage with this because Ben Stiller, and Happy Gilmore, which came out many years before 2000, I believe. Happy Gilmore came out in like 94, 90s. I think. Yeah. Ben Stiller is saying like uh, to the grandma, the grandma's like, can I trouble you for a glass of water? Ben Stiller is like, how about I trouble you for a glass of shut the hell up? So I think Conan took that line actually from Happy Gilmore and started using it in, in the writer's room and everything. And then it turned into the rock slide. So okay, I'm calling well, Conan O'Brien out. So now we got to break this down. So first of all, the movie came out in 96. My bad. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know this, but now Conan and Adam Sandler are neighbors. And okay. Sandler will constantly play little tricks on, on Conan O'Brien. He'll rib them too. So they're pals. They know each other. So you're, listen, your theory carries weight. It's entirely possible that Conan took this they, shut up juice they from Adam Sandler. Would they have worked together on SNL? Like was Conan a writer with yes, Sandler? He talks about that. He talks about how infectious Adam Sandler was as a personality in SNL in the writer's room because he was so positive. Whereas everyone else was just kind of like going to work. And Sandler was like, isn't it great that we get to work on SNL? Da, 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 da. And people were like, all right, this guy's not so bad. Okay, so Conan uh, Conan has seen Happy Gilmore. Everybody has Absolutely. seen Happy Gilmore. So I am 100% believing that Conan took that line from Happy Gilmore, turned it into a thing of his own. The writer, who worked, Tommy, who worked at, at Conan, was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to pass this to The Rock. And The Rock started using it. And that, that's where we're at. So Ben Stiller, Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler, they deserve the real credit for this line. Not Tommy. Not The Rock, not Conan. It's all whoever wrote that line for Ben Stiller. Maybe Conan wrote the line for Ben Stiller. I don't know. Maybe. And at which point does Conan get, you know, does he get royalties out of this? Then he go. it, it turns back to this is Conan's line. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Uh, by the way, this whole thing, this whole conversation also uh, revolves around Conan being like, I want to work with people who go on and find success outside of the Conan sphere. Like I, I want it, but, he, but he's like, it's also kind of um, selfish because he's like, cause then I want them to hire me on for their projects. Cause he's talking about the work that he did on the weird Al film. Uh, it's so, 
I want to know how would Conan work as a WWE writer? Do you think he would be fun? You think he'd be good at it? I think he'd be good at it because I think Conan just kind of excels everywhere he goes. I don't think he would enjoy it for too long because I, I feel like Conan is a guy who has a lot of ideas, who's obviously very funny, and they would rework so many of his ideas and make them not as funny to where he would get very frustrated with that. So I think that's I why that. I don't think it work. Conan should have been a raw general manager for a week. <laughs> I think that would have been his bread and butter, and we would have all enjoyed every minute of it. Kind of like how everyone here enjoys every minute of Newsworthy every single week here at Fightful Overbooked. Jeremy, tell the people what you got going on and where they can find you if you want them to find you. Don't find me. Uh, watch the, the spotlight every Thursdays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Myself and the great Steven Jensen cover all around the world of professional wrestling. That's on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. We have new new videos, new content daily on the channel. And yeah, don't don't follow me on Twitter. Follow me over to Mastodon. I'm not going over there. I don't know. I tried to sign up. It's very complicated. Yeah, I didn't get it. I like you, you got to pick like a server, and I like searched for wrestling servers, which was a mistake. And I didn't yeah, see any too. like any type of like wrestling server. So I'm like, well, what 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 the fuck's going on? They apparently call their 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 shit toots, which I you don't get house. that. You mean touts like no. like 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 the old company, the touts? I don't I don't know. It's dumb. Look, man, moving on the internet, it's difficult. Nobody wants to move. Period. Moving real. Joel Pearl, you're moving. Like it's hell. Sucks. Now yeah. you got to move your internet footprint as well. That's worse. It's worse. No physical interest. physical stuff. Sure, I know. Internet, like you got to have people follow you to where you're going. You got. It's just horrible. We're all going to Vero. Have fun. I don't know what that is, but sure. Yeah, I, I signed up for it once upon a time, and I was like, "Oh, this is just, I'm just going to park my name here just in case." Sure, I don't know. The what time that is, is coming. We can't move to Tout because Tout closed down in 2019. Wait, do you think WWE is going to open their own like social media platform? They have one. It's called Truth or Parlor or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> oh boy, that's a that's a. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> don't touch jeremy lambert either it's fine uh, uh, jeremy told you all about five over books i'm at Joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l ladies and gentlemen friends beyond the binary tim and joel pod every sunday at 10 a.m eastern come and join us we get as weird and nutty as you can imagine we'll see you in the next one cheers <laughs>